Want to advertise your business in a cost-effective way? It's time to give podcast advertising a try. Research shows a high rate of podcast listeners made a purchase as a result of an ad they heard on a podcast. Visit podbean.com slash brands to launch a cost-effective podcast advertising campaign in minutes. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash brands. I mean, we have to we have to argue about cops can't smell marijuana. All the drug dogs need to be retired because they're not trained to smell uh, marijuana, and they can't because they can't smell purity either. At the end of the day, legalizing a plant that's the exact same plant as an illegal plant, I, I, I for the life of me, can't figure out how they plan on, on doing this. Welcome to Yolitics, the home of cold beer and hot takes on Texas politics. Hey there, Jason and Jason here. We are at Dallas Farmer's Market right now with a topic that so many people have told us they want us to talk about. This was the, I think it was the most popular thing that people wanted to know about when we first launched Yolitics late last year. We asked people on social media, what do you want us, you know, what, what are some of the things you want us to tackle? And over and over and over again, hemp and marijuana just popped up like crazy. And then a few weeks ago, there was this crazy story in Amarillo that happened. It was a guy that was in a U-Haul truck hauling mm-hmm. a bunch of hemp cross-country, and he got stopped in Texas. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. If you're not one of these people who keeps up real closely with hemp, marijuana, cannabis, all of it kind of starts to sound the same. You don't really know the distinction between them. So let's just get down to it. Cannabis plants with 0.3% or less of Point, THC. 0.03, right? 0.3. Clearly, I'm one of those people who don't know enough about this. <laughs> okay, so cannabis plants with 0.3% or less of THC are hemp. THC is tetrahydrocannabinol. That's the psychoactive substance. That, that's what gets you high. So 0.3% or less, it's hemp. If it's more than 0.3%, it's marijuana. And that goes all the way up to like 20%, even 30% in some cases if you're with the real strong stuff. So you can tell from that hemp... You sound like you know about this, Jason. I've been reading. You've been researching. I've been reading up, as they say. (laughs) Uh, So this all stems, though, from the legislature the last time around. They decided, hey, let's legalize hemp. Because hemp can be used for all kinds of things, including you know CBD oil, uh, but it also has you know rope. really you can make rope out of hemp, the hemp strong plant. fibers. I didn't know that. So they they can make all kinds of you know, textiles, all the kinds of things out of this. Uh, so this was going to be a whole new market. Well, the problem is is that hemp and marijuana, it's the same plant. It's just that it's how it's grown. They look alike. They smell alike. Yes, that's what's creating the issue here. So because we're talking about plants, we are at farmers market. Which, Texas. by the way, if you're not from Dallas, the Dallas Farmer's Market has been totally redone. Very cool place. It's right behind the huge city hall in downtown Dallas. Uh, it's a sprawling area. It's awesome. got a lot of things going on. And uh, it's a really cool place. And we found a, a gem right we, here in the middle of it. There is a place at Farmer's Market, the Caribbean Cabana. It's the best Caribbean food, period, is what they say. Yeah. 
We're not having the They're food known yet for today. their curry and their jerk and all kinds of good and stuff. And they also have a hemp beer called It's called the of course, the Emperor. The Emperor. <laughs> uh, and this is uh, on sale nationwide, but this was one of the first places to get it. They've got it on bottle and on draft. And a draft. And they say that people come here specifically to get this beer. So They've got a following. It, it is uh, New Belgium brews this. It yep. says hops and hemp rain. It's, a, it's an HPA. Not an IPA, an HPA. So, And they get around it by using the hemp hearts. So, we, you know, there's not... THC in this. We, and we have only smelled this, and you can smell the hemp in it. It's, we haven't yeah. had any to drink yet. You go ahead and take the first wave. This smells like you're walking through a music festival. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm going to take a sip. Or the red light somewhere, maybe. Okay, so, now that's a weird thing. Really? The smell makes you think, okay, is there a is there a joint floating in this thing? But when you taste it, it's beer. It just, it tastes like beer. A little hoppy. It really does. It's yeah, you, 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 there's a slight hemp aftertaste, but it is a... Um, well, I don't know how hemp tastes, so I don't I know these things. I can smell it, so I, I'm guessing that, yeah. You and I, neither neither of us know anything about this, right? We are just simply conveying, conveying the issue here. So here's the thing. When the state decided to change this law regarding hemp and marijuana, uh, the thing is, is that law enforcement went, well, what are we going to do with this? Because if we pull somebody over, like the guy with the truck that you were talking about, we can't tell the difference because it smells the same and it looks the same. And so what's ended up happening is an unintended consequence where all these district attorneys from across the state are saying, well, we're dropping uh, hundreds of cases because we can't test to see what the purity of THC is in this. We don't. We, we can't test the level of THC in this. We can't tell the plants apart from hemp to marijuana because they look the same, they smell the same. It's all in the inside, the oil on the inside, which has a THC in it. So that, that's what everyone um, is curious about. It's a the nightmare labs, for law enforcement. The crime labs can't yet test this, so all these cases are being dropped. But this case in Amarillo, hmm. it made national news. It did. And you tracked down the attorney. This guy... His website was funny when you showed me that. T- Taylor uh, Lumsden's our producer. He looked up the Facebook page for this guy also, and this guy drives a black vet that is just decorated, festooned, if you will, festooned with with marijuana, well, with with cannabis plants, <laughs> and the hashtag on the front quarter panel of this is pot rod, pot rod. Jeez, <laughs> he's let, a character. Let, let's get the guy on the phone here. office. Hey, Adam. Yes. How's it going, man? Oh, pretty good. Walk us through what happened with your client, Anuti Gonzalez. This is a fascinating case. Okay. So he got hired to transport some hemp from California to New York for processing. Uh, He went down, picked up a U-Haul truck, which is nothing in the regulation saying that you can't pick it up in a U-Haul truck. (laughs) Right. A bunch of boxes full of cannabis and took off driving. He gets past Amarillo on Interstate 40 into a county called Carson County. Uh, Carson County is notorious for pulling people over for everything. A mile over the speed limit will get you pulled over so they can search you. What Anuti had a year ago uh, would have been illegal, but it's not a year ago. The state trooper pulls him over in Carson County, Texas, and smells what he thinks is marijuana and 
your client actually gives the state trooper a lab report saying, no, 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 this is hemp. The actual sheet of paper says this is hemp. But the trooper didn't buy it, huh? No, exactly. And, like, it reeks like marijuana because it's 3,000 pounds of cannabis. And they smell the same. They smell the same. They look the same because they're the exact same plant. So I don't for a second think that the state trooper didn't smell cannabis. But remember the definition of marijuana, 0.3% THC or greater. There's no way to smell that. So this I smell marijuana nonsense they've been using for 40 years to get into people's cars and search things isn't going to fly anymore. Because it's a machine now that has to determine that, isn't it? It's the only thing that can tell the difference. Adam, can you kind of give an idea for people? Again, I think a lot of people, you know, haven't dealt with you know hemp, marijuana, whatever. Uh, what this kind of product can be turned into? Uh, so everything: paper, rope, clothing, uh, CBD. It can be turned into oils, lotions. Uh, it can be put in food product, dog treats. I mean, there's a ton of uses of hemp. So in other words, this had a lot of legal uses, and there was no way that he was going to get in the back of that U-Haul and, and start rolling this stuff up and smoking it and have any possibility of getting high off of it, the concentration's so low there. I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at high and how you define that. But you're not going to get, like, the couch potato, play video games for six hours and eat onions high that you're going to get from real marijuana. The most important question to ask is, is it legal to transport this in Texas? And the answer there is yes. Yes, absolutely. And so what good is it to carry this manifest with you uh, telling what you have in your cargo bay You're there? required to. No, but what good is it if you end up in cuffs and, and eventually behind bars anyway? I mean, we, we should hope that the system works right, but unfortunately for Anudi, it didn't. So what did your client say when he looks in his rearview mirror and sees the blue lights? He wasn't, I don't think he was the least bit concerned. It was just, okay, well, I'm getting stopped again to explain that I'm carrying hemp. But that didn't last long. No, it didn't. He immediately got taken into custody and taken out to one of their their storage locations where they ripped everything apart and decided he was the biggest criminal they'd ever found. How's he doing right now? Uh, he's having problems sleeping. He's back home, but, I mean, obviously sitting a month in jail, especially over the Christmas holidays without your family around and your kids, it has has had an impact on him. Yeah, because he was locked up for some time there. Uh, talk about what I that ordeal... Like 28 days. 28 like that. days. Uh, talk about what that ordeal was like uh, for him. You, you've spoken with him about this. What was that ordeal like for him and for his family? Uh, so so every time we met a nudie in jail, he, he was probably one of the nicest clients I've ever had. I mean, he, he was very respectful. He... He knew that it was a process, and we were working as hard as we could to to get him out of there and prove that what he was doing is right. So what happened? How, how did this case get dismissed? Basically, what we argued is they had no probable cause to arrest him because what they had 
it was more probable it was hemp. Well, at what point do prosecutors come in and say, okay, you know what, Adam, you're right. This is him. We got the test results back. Uh, It was January 2nd, I believe. What was that like? Well, I was dead asleep on vacation in Kauai. And he tells me that the case has been dismissed. And I go from dead asleep to wide awake, jumping around the room. Like, I... That was the best part of my vacation, hands down, was that phone call. Is there a message that comes out of this? Is there some learning that comes out of this? What needs to happen after this? That's a good question. So this is not the only case. There's lots of these cases going on that are smaller and not making any any big waves. Um, I mean, I've been doing cannabis only for six years it was real easy when everything was marijuana. It was like, okay, it has THC, it's marijuana. Well, now it's like, well, I smell, I smell marijuana. Well, no, you don't, because you can't smell purity. Uh, dogs. Dogs have problems now. I mean, <laughs> my solution is that they accidentally legalized all cannabis. And they just don't realize it yet. The point that you made about the dogs, uh, so so these dogs that are trained uh, to to hit on marijuana, they would have just as um, they would have done the same thing that this uh, trooper did. They would have hit all over that U-Haul. Absolutely, yeah, because they've been trained to they've been trained to alert on cannabis, and he had cannabis. That drug dog hasn't been trained to alert on a purity level of cannabis, and I mean. I'm not a dog expert, but I'd probably say that's probably impossible for them to do that. Adam, we, we've seen for months all across the state since the state legislature narrowed the definition of marijuana and said it has to have more than 0.3% of THC in it. Ever since that happened, sheriff's deputies, police officers, state troopers, they've had trouble. They, they've picked up somebody for smaller amounts and they've taken them in to have them prosecuted and the DA's office is saying, hey, we can't figure this out. It's going to take forever for the lab to get back, and the labs aren't yet prepared for this. What do you think needs to happen in Texas? I mean, at the end of the day, we need if, – if I'm in El Paso, I need to be treated the same as if I'm in Channing, Texas, or if I'm in Texarkana, and, and that's not what's going on right now. You're the weed lawyer in Amarillo, aren't you? Your phone number? I, I thought that was amusing. It's – yeah. <laughs> What, 855-I-40-WEED? Yes. You you see a lot of these cases, evidently, huh? Yeah, and then I've trademarked got weed as well. So this is literally all I do. Hey, Adam, in the six years you've been doing this, how many cases have you had? 700, 800. Are they mainly people stopped on the freeway? Yeah. I mean, I would say... Less than 10% are just people that are selling pot out of their houses or getting stopped in, like, state parks and stuff like that. But, yeah, I'd say 90-plus percent are on the freeway. Well, and and you're in the place for it, though, there, too, isn't it? It's it's known as the, the marijuana corridor, I guess, because we've got uh, some recreational users who are heading over to Colorado and coming on back down through the panhandle. Well, that's when I started that. I started I started the the marijuana only stuff uh, January first of fourteen when Colorado legalized. Mm-hmm. So you owe a lot because of Colorado. I knew. 
Well, I knew that this was coming. What do you see in in this state's future? Uh, you know, Texas has always been very averse uh, to marijuana. Uh, do you think it's going to end up getting legalized here uh, like it has been in some other places? Just because if for no other reason, the difficulty in enforcing the law when some is legal, some hemp is legal and or some cannabis is legal and some is not. The hemp law, I, I think I think it's going to create confusion everywhere not just Texas. What, I mean, people ask me what I think is going to happen in Texas. Uh, I think gay marriage is going to happen in Texas with marijuana. The, the Supreme Court is going to jam it down Texas's throat, whether they like it or not. That's what I think is going to be legal in Texas. The feds will legalize it, and the Supreme Court will make Texas eat it. Hmm. Interesting. And, because I don't, I don't see a bunch of Super Republican, super conservative congressmen or, or reps and and senators in Texas legalizing anything ever. There's a lot left to do in Texas. Times, years, years of work left. You're going to civil sue on this, right? You're going to file a civil suit on this. So, so yes, we've been hired to look into filing a, a civil suit on for both Anudi being illegally arrested and detained for a month, and also the potential degradation of the product what will you ask for adam i'm not sure what do you think he deserves I think he, like like he said i think he deserves an apology well that I would mean, that money, would come without a civil suit wouldn't it all. yeah money's great and all but i mean no one said hey we're sorry we locked you up for a month hey we're sorry your kids didn't get to spend christmas with you but i mean i just i don't know why no one can say Look, we're sorry we locked him up. You sound frustrated. I, I'm very frustrated because he's not the first person to be locked up for nonsense. He's not going to be the last. Yeah, your client in this case, is he totally done? Has he been totally cleared? Is his record totally clear and he's good to go? Well, no. I mean, he's, his case has just been ex- dismissed. I mean, he still has a record for being arrested. Because mm-hmm. that can be something that affects his livelihood going forward. Yeah, and I mean, if there's no ability to what we call expunge his record, then this arrest will follow him for the rest of his life. Adam, thanks so much for the time, man. Your insight is fascinating, and this case is just incredible. And It's going to be a lesson for the state, and my guess is the legislature is going to have to address this when they uh, meet again next January. Adam, thank you. Oh, absolutely. So the attorney says retire all the drug dogs. you got to put them out to pasture. Send them out to the farm. I have a feeling that there are probably some not-so-fasts uh, with that idea. I, I can't imagine the, the amount of money and training that goes into these that, that law enforcement would even ponder that idea. But the Texas Police Chiefs Association has been one of the organizations that's really been out front on this. Mm-hmm. And the police chiefs across the state have said, essentially, we're not in favor of legalizing marijuana, right? but we're all for hemp. Right. The problem is is that they're 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 handling these cases like they always have you know when they have a suspicion they got to do what they got to do but the problem is in many jurisdictions across this state district attorneys are dropping these cases by the hundreds because they say we don't have an effective means of testing that product to see if it's legal hemp or if it's illegal marijuana and that's the big problem they can't figure out which one is which But Brian Harvey, he is the chief of the Allen, Texas Police Department in Collin County. He's a regional director for North Texas 
for the Texas Police Chiefs Association. Hello, Jason. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking time for us, man. We're, we're trying to understand how hard it is for law enforcement right now to handle hemp and marijuana. Marijuana is still illegal. Hemp is legal, but it looks the same. It smells the same. What's an officer to do if, if he or she comes across this? Well, yeah, that is that is the uh, that's the confusion because we've got we've got one drug, cannabis or marijuana, and you're right, it does look the same, but one is legal, one's not legal, and the only difference is 0.3 percent THC, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, Texas police chiefs. Um, I mean, we understand the importance behind the hemp farming and agricultural bill, and um, I think I think this is a, a good lesson. I think it points out some some things to watch for in the 87th legislative session. You know, in the ramp up to the 86th session, um, the federal hemp bill was passed, and as I understand it, about 33 states are now commercially involved in hemp. So I think there was, it seems like there was an excitement or a rush or an urgency or an energy for Texas to join that hemp uh, commercial industry. But as you just pointed out, it, the rush to get it out there has caused a lot of confusion. One of the first things that we did is talk to our district attorney, and I know there's been varying responses from district attorneys across the state, but I can tell you in Collin County, our district attorney told us that they would continue to take the marijuana arrest based on our probable cause with the understanding that it would wait until the testing could catch up because you know with with the bill being enacted almost immediately i think it was immediately after it was passed and the the dps head of labs was in a public hearing Hmm. and actually uh mentioned i think two or three times that they were not prepared for it and there was not qualitative testing to determine the percentage of the THC or the tetrahydrocannabinol. Yeah, they weren't ready for um, this. No. Now, the good news is that uh, Department of Public Safety has worked very, very hard with Sam Houston State and they've been working on testing equipment for plant and oil-based product and um, we expect testing to begin as early as March. Now, what does that mean, testing to begin, Chief? Is it if you catch person A out there with something, you can send it off now and actually have it tested, whereas it wasn't tested before? The short answer is yes. It can be sent sent off. But remember, you know, the DPS labs were at or past their capacity prior to passing the uh, Hemp Farming Act, yeah. HB 1325. So the DPS labs, there was still a wait time. But that's a pretty big deal, though, if, if they can test this now. I mean, that, that's pretty big. Prosecutors will have to take these cases again in some of the large counties that they weren't taking them in. And you guys can actually, you know, tie off these cases, can't you? And that's exactly what our district attorney will do. As you know, as I said, they, the district attorney is still taking our marijuana cases with the understanding that it'll have to be tested. So, you know, DPS will have, and I don't even know if there's an ability to count the number of cases that are waiting in district attorney's offices across the state, because as I understand it, most most district attorneys, it was business as usual, and they were still taking the cases. So that's created more of a backlog, and then we'll still be giving them cases when they start testing in March. So DPS has their work cut out for them. I know that. Oh, uh, so okay. So Chief, just to uh, put a fine point on it, right now for let's say the past you know six months, if you all have pulled somebody over on suspicion and you have a sample and you take that, uh, it's just been sitting there waiting to be tested someday. Correct. 
And uh, so all of these different departments that may have been doing the same as you will all flood in to that new DPS lab where they are able to test the THC content when that comes online, maybe sometime in March. Correct. How many cases are we talking about just in your jurisdiction where you are awaiting testing by DPS if you just have a ballpark? Ballpark for us is about maybe 250 cases a year. Wow. You you guys have, really? Wow. So multiply that now times all of these different jurisdictions across Texas and much larger cities out there as well. What what happens, Chief? I mean, these people don't stay in, in locked up while they're awaiting the testing, do they? Do they bond out? Is that what happens? Absolutely. Absolutely. They okay. bond out. You know, that's that's another issue that, that comes up, especially around the legalization of marijuana, is that, that people are, are serving long terms, maybe at the local level, for small amount, amounts of marijuana. And, of course, you can always find that, that outlier that when it comes to light, you know, nobody thinks that, you know, that's a good idea. And, and so the lab, Chief, it, it, it can test uh, what plants and liquids like vape pens, but it can't yet test edibles if someone's flying back into Hobby Airport or Intercontinental Houston or Love Field, Dallas with edibles. How do you test that? Edibles is the next uh, the next test to be developed, and I understand that uh, DPS and I think it's in conjunction with Sam Houston is working on that. And there's not actually a, a I'm not aware of a timeline. Um, obviously, the the plants and liquids. Uh, probably the easily the bulk of our arrests. Uh, we don't have a lot of edibles um, sitting on our property evidence shelves <laughs> waiting to be tested. How, so. how big of a deal is this, Chief, that, that there's a finality or some technolo- technological solution here? Well, it's, it's tremendous. It's huge. Um, and, you know, local Im- communities have been impacted by this. I think like 85% of DPS testing is... Uh, local agencies. Chief Harvey, how much uh, did this case from the panhandle ripple through the law enforcement community here in Texas and probably beyond when you saw, here's a guy driving a uh, a, a truckload of legal hemp, uh, but he's taken into custody because they can't tell for sure, even though he has a manifest that says that's exactly what he's carrying and he's thrown in the lockup for 30 days. What what kind of ripples did that send through law enforcement? Well, you know, that's that's a real good example of some of the unintended consequences that occurred when this bill was, was passed so quickly through the legislature. Uh, we, after finding out that our district attorney would take the cases, we talked to our officers and really emphasized the importance of articulating probable cause because in addition to lacking a test currently for edibles, we don't have any roadside field tests for 0.3% THC. So what we have to rely on is probable cause, and a lot of people think that that's just the odor of burning marijuana. But we talk to our officers about articulating the circumstances that it's being carried. HB 1325, the Hemp Farming Act, has some very extensive guidelines on packaging and labeling. So that all factors into probable cause. So an officer observes a plant product. It doesn't have the requisite uh, product name, batch numbers, hmm. certificates of analysis. But I think it just uh, I think it just pointed out the the need for training. And as I said, we prepared for that uh, as far as articulating that you know it, it wasn't only odor. It was the way that it was packaged. It was the way that it was carried. 
the act also prohibits commercial use of hemp uh, for smoking. So if it's packaged in a way that it's going to be smoked, if it's rolled, uh, if it's with paraphernalia, if it's with pipes or a torch, you know, if it's an oil or something, then that all adds up to probable cause that it's not probably going to be commercial marijuana. You know, uh, commercial hemp, rather. I'm sorry. Chief, you've talked a lot about uh, the smell here, and, and that brings up the issue of dogs, drug dogs. Uh, you know, we, we, we've spoken with this attorney who says, basically, you know, it's time to retire the drug dogs because they're trained to hit on this scent, and they are going to hit on something that is now legal just as much as they're going to hit on the illegal. What's your thought on that? Well, the alert of a dog is just one part mm-hmm. of the whole preliminary investigation that an officer does prior to arrest. Um, I don't know that most agencies are prepared to retire their dogs uh, just yet. We've got the 87th uh, legislative session coming up fast, and uh, obviously the Texas police chiefs will be advocating to uh, keep marijuana, recreational marijuana, from being legalized. And so Do you think that there's still- a chance that it could be legalized? Well, watching other states closely, um, you know, there's a multi-billion dollar uh, marijuana industry that's uh, obviously pushing for that. Uh, there's a lot of profit to be made. Um, our, our elected leaders in Austin uh, stood firm on not legalizing it. Um, I know the police chiefs are going to keep advocating for that. All we really know to do is to educate and try and overcome some of the myths that are out there surrounding uh, the use of, of the illegal marijuana. It's, I can imagine Texas in the next session or next couple of sessions even getting close to that, though. I mean, it's just that just seems so far off for this state. I, I can get Colorado, Washington State, uh, California, those places. It just seems so far away for us, though. But y- talking to you, it sounds like it might be a threat, huh? We have the advantage of, of watching and looking at these other states and seeing that there's a lot of empirical data that's coming out. You know, maybe five or ten years ago, it might have just been an emotional argument, mm-hmm. but we are seeing the uh, effects, and these are these are through peer-reviewed uh, academic-type studies, uh, nonprofit organizations. What's your takeaway from that empirical data? Uh, any bullet points? Oh, uh, we see the the impact on the youth, the adolescent uh, use of marijuana in uh, various states that have have legalized it, the impaired driving, uh, the proliferation of the black market. You know, that's one of the myths is that it will eliminate the black market. But uh, in Oregon, I think the black market has overtaken their their commercial sales because because the black market can undercut the government regulated dispensaries. Another question for you here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the all of these cases where is that, is that hemp beer getting to no, you? it's not. <laughs> I think it's this the smell that's maybe it's it's like a placebo. Uh, is there a risk of people being able to have that thrown out, saying that you know I, I didn't get a fair and speedy trial? It wasn't speedy. I had to wait for you know almost a year. No, I don't think so. The district attorney, um, I'm sure, I'm confident that the district attorneys are watchful. I know that they watch for. For speedy trial deadlines, I, I thought you were going to ask a different question about um, which one's that? How long it's going to take? How long it's going to take for some of these to to come to trial because of the backlog? And uh, of course, we'll we'll have a better idea about that after March. What's your gut feeling as to when it might finally make it through the pipeline and actually be tested at this DPS lab once it goes online in March? I know that there will probably have to be some type of a prioritization 
on the on the backlogs, and I, I would hope that the prioritization isn't simply just on the weight. Chief, you're the first uh, guest we've had on Yolitics that has both asked and answered questions here. We normally ask all the questions, but you brought your own questions to answer yourself, too, so we, <laughs> we appreciate that, man. Teamwork. Well, thank you. Thank you for uh, letting law enforcement have a voice. We appreciate it. He, you know, I, I like that he makes the point about the dogs uh, because the attorney's ready to get rid of all of them, and he says not so fast. Send them all out to the pasture is what the attorney says. The chief makes a good point, though. The, the dogs will alert law enforcement that something is here. It's up to law enforcement and the crime lab to figure this out. It's part the of the big process. news in all this, though, is that for the first time, Texas is going to be able to test this stuff. Mm-hmm. The purity of it. Uh, the purity of it to find out what is legal and what is not legal. That hasn't happened yet, but it might take a while. The big news to me is that they didn't have the capacity to test for that before. I would have just assumed that their lab would have been able to do that. The lab is only going to be able to test liquids and plants. Edibles won't be able to be tested for a while. The, the bigger thing in all that is none of this is a field test. Yeah. Technology, in Texas at least, hasn't caught up to that. So it's not like officers are going to be running around with a little box in their trunk mm. and have a little you know thing they can pull out and find out the purity of, of a cannabis plant. Can you imagine what the mail room is going to look like at that DPS lab when that testing goes online in, in March or so? Or what that mail room is going to smell like? <laughs> I mean, it's going it's to smell like this beer it's that we're having more here. More than this beer that we're having here, too. And, and the, the owners of the Caribbean Cabana, where we are here in Dallas Farmer's Market, were telling us that they have they sell more yep. of this hemp beer, the Hemperer from New Belgium, than anybody else in North Texas. Yeah, he says the distributor has confirmed for them that this is uh, apparently the spot. He says they have regulars who come uh, who come here looking specifically for this. And wow. again, it's got zero THC in it. It's made with hemp hearts. It just it smells like I said like you've just entered a Grateful Dead concert. Yeah, it, it smells that way. It's a caramel-colored beer. It's not very heavy. It's, no. it's fine to drink, but it smells exactly like a, uh, a music festival. And even after saying. having one, you have no munchies. Although I hear that the uh, the jerk here is really good. Another day. <laughs> Another podcast. <laughs>